0: Zellers going on to the power play. I'm not about to pretend that that's going to change anything, but I am going to welcome an intelligent move toward getting even the second unit going. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins. Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Penguins versus Lightning tonight in Tampa. Penguins will be trying to salvage a couple of points from this brief two-game trip. They did get the one the other night in Nashville by battling back in the third period. Lost it in overtime, thanks in part to a blown call that should have been interference. and Whatever. That's over. They've actually played really well in Tampa for a while now. Not something that I was able to put my finger on at any point in that process. They've actually, like, really smoked the bolts down there over the last couple of years. Regardless of who was available to Tampa or if Andre Vasilevsky was in net, didn't matter. Didn't matter. So maybe this will be a... This will be a good opportunity for the Penguins, as crazy as it sounds, because the Bolts are playing good hockey. The Bolts obviously have some really good players. But let's not pretend that the Penguins aren't entering Emily Arena with all kinds of unwanted luggage. Almost all of it in the form of a power play drought that has now stretched 20 opportunities. And which, incidentally, didn't exactly have anything good happening before. This slump to that end, I'll at least give Mike Sullivan some small credit, not much for tinkering here and there and even daring for the one night in Buffalo to put Evgeny Malkin on the second unit, whether he was message sending, whether it was sincere, that's up for debate. The fact that Sullivan went right back to Gino with the first unit the next night would suggest that it was the former and not the latter. But one of the many things that this power play needs right now is some additional smarts. And that's not to suggest that Sid and Gino and Jake and Carlson and Latang and whoever else are dummies. They're anything but. That said yesterday in Nashville, before the team flew down to Tampa, the practice showed Lars Eller on the second unit. Now, You guys have heard me glow about Eller going all the way back to his acquisition. I don't believe that he's exactly disappointed. This is a really, really good hockey player. And he's really good at both ends, as I recall telling you back in the summertime. He's also just a raging hockey intellectual. And by that, I mean not just his instincts on the rink, because you can talk about hockey smarts and you can be talking about a lot of different things. He's got it all going on as far as the active thought process and the -the off-the-rink thought process. You know what else he's got, though? He's got some humility to him. He knows he's heading into his mid-30s. He knows he's not the guy who would occasionally bump up to the top line in Washington or be on their power play. And he accepts his role, where he is in his career, loves the game, loves contributing in any way that he can. Humble as they come for someone who's had a pretty nice National Hockey League career, particularly in coming from a country in Denmark that doesn't produce a ton of that. So presuming, and I think this is a false presumption, but I'm going to share it anyway, that The second unit's going to get any kind of power play time. First of all, as I delineated on yesterday's program, the Penguins don't get many power play opportunities, period. But when they do, power play one stays out there pretty much for as long as they please. It's going to be a situation where they're out for a minute 15, minute 20, and the other guys will just basically get one rush up the rink. However, let's let's just, I'm just going to ask you to play along, all right? What Eller can bring you, in any situation, is the right play. And if I say a couple of things here, maybe they'll trigger some uh, memories of yours just from this season of plays that he's made where he's in the zone. Let's say he's out there with uh, Radim Zahorna and Drew O'Connor back when that was a line. You would see that if he didn't have a better option, if he didn't have an instant 100 percenter of a pass to complete he would just turn and whip it toward the net he didn't really particularly care if he had that much of a chance to score but he would whip it toward the net because he understood that in that setting that's the best play that he could make because it would be the one that would force the opponent into the most uncomfortable conceivable position in that split second because no one wants to be chasing rebounds around because they're unpredictable. The goaltender doesn't ever want to have a puck come his way. It could bounce off somebody. It could, you know, go in off one of their blades, one of your blades, whatever it is. And that's what he would do. That's so desperately needed on this power play right now, particularly from the boards. Eller can pick apart a defense down low with his passing. You've seen his passes. They're tape to tape. They're razor sharp. And they will cut through traffic, or he won't make them. But he'll also shoot when it's there. He was asked after practice yesterday in Nashville what he can bring with the man advantage. Uh, I think I can bring a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, a distributor, try to shoot, and uh, hopefully, you know, help with the recoveries, get, get set, and get some get some phone time, get some looks. Uh, I think I can do a little bit of everything. Again, good, honest answer, not bragging about himself, anything but boastful. But that's something. That's at least, you want to talk about message sending. What if he were to go out there with that second unit and make some kind of offense out of nothing? If they were to have even a chance or two to set up in the Tampa Bay zone, and he were to make something happen with just some sort of turn around, whip it to the net shot because he didn't have another option. What kind of signal do you think might be sent or received by the Hall of Famers that would now be on the bench at that stage? you got to try stuff like this. you just got to. That's not to suggest this is some sort of cure-all or whatever, but this is the kind of thing that Sullivan really needed to have been doing all along. Instead of pretending that this was just going to kind of magically morph into something good. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Shelly, who says, DK, the pens are old, dude. They can be fast in spurts early in games, but the third period in Nashville highlighted what they really are. Time is undefeated, DK, and I know you think they're fast, but they don't have the wind to compete. Shelly, I don't think the Penguins are fast. I don't have an opinion on it, because I don't need to have an opinion on it, because this sort of thing now gets tracked by the NHL. And as of this season, it gets distributed to the masses. You can find it online at NHL Edge. The Penguins are, according to the most common speed category that goes into play, which is bursts of 20 miles per hour or faster, the Penguins are the seventh fastest team in the NHL. Seventh fastest. And the teams above them are a lot of the ones you would expect. Colorado, Edmonton, Columbus is in there, mostly because they have a lot of really, really young guys, but also just really fast guys. But right in there at number seven, supporting what your eyes should be telling you without any data, without me, you know, coming back, is that there's plenty of speed on this roster, including from some of the oldest players on the roster. Like it's it's so easy and forgive me for this lazy to just say because they're the NHL's oldest team that they're also the slowest old and slow old and slow can never separate the two terms. But is Sidney Crosby slow? Is Evgeny Malkin slow? How about Chris Letang? Eric Carlson? Brian Rust is one of the NHL's fastest skaters. Any position. Rust is one of the NHL's fastest skaters, repeating for emphasis. Do those guys not count? You mentioned the third period in Nashville as if that's some sort of blight on the Penguins, as if they wore down. Um, last I checked, the Predators were the team that blew the two nothing lead to the old team. Listen, I'm not sitting here in denial. That the penguins have issues. That's all I talk about. In fact, even after they win, I think there are some significant issues. Some of which, like that power play, might not be fixable. But that doesn't mean that everybody's got carte blanche to just lapse back into old and slow. They're old. That's also supported by data. They are the league's oldest team, and their most important players are among their oldest. But to say that that means that they're slow or that they tire out, Penguins have actually been a pretty good third-period team over the course of the season, also supported by data. They've been terrible in the second period, something that also applied last season. Is that because they're suddenly slow in the second and then not in the third? Everyone's entitled to think whatever it is that they think, even if it's incorrect, okay? But don't suggest, please, that I'm expressing an opinion when I say that the Penguins aren't slow. There's facts. There's facts for this. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.